0: Welcome to Church Media HQ, where we help your church make meaningful connections with people in your community, whether they're in person or online. And you only pay us when you like what you see. So one of the greatest factors about Church Media HQ and what makes us different is that we don't require upfront payment to actually get started on a design or creative project for you. For example, if you are looking for a design for an upcoming sermon series or event or something like that, all you have to do is send us a request at churchmediahq.com. We will get started and send you the graphic and you're only going to pay us if you like what you see. Same thing with a website. If you want to get a fresh new website that our team actually puts together for you. You're not having to do the work yourself. We do it for you. There's no upfront cost required. You just simply let us know that you want us to get started, provide us some basic information about your church, and we take it from there. And then, again, you're only going to pay when you like what you see. Church of HQ is our desire is to help as many churches as possible. Use the power of media to reach their communities, and to ultimately spread the awesome message of Jesus Christ. And we understand that budget is such a huge factor when it comes to your church. And so we don't want that to be an obstacle. We don't want to be sticker shock or price at all to be a barrier that prevents you from getting started. That's why you can start for free. And if you never pay, if you can never afford any of the services that we offer as affordable as we try to make them, we understand that that may not be something that is realistic, For your budget, at least not right now. Well, we are thrilled to continue to offer you free resources like these free weekly episodes, the free graphic of the week, free coaching sessions, and a lot more. So you can get started for free, no upfront cost. Get us started on your next design project or a new website at no cost to you. Get started for free today at churchmediahq.com. That's churchmediahq.com. Well, my guest today is no stranger to Church Media HQ. In fact... We consider him a regular Church Media HQ contributor. Now, it has been a little bit, well, a little while, I should say, since he's been on the podcast. We've taken a little bit of a sabbatical, but I am very excited to welcome back Jeremy Lenentine to the podcast. Jeremy serves as an administrative and outreach pastor in the Albuquerque area in New Mexico, and he has a lot of insight on marketing, media, Outreach, and I really am excited to share our conversation with Jeremy today. And so, we're going to get to that conversation here in just a moment. I'm your host, Luke Clayton, and welcome to Church Media HQ. Chased a few rabbits there, but yeah, I wanted to keep talking about the different ideas of activities uh, because I think we've only gone through a couple at this point.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, so we talked about the the, the uh, family Friday nights that you can do. Um, also, um, a lot of churches. It depends on, and some of these are market. You know, uh, this one didn't work as well for us just because we don't have a big transport market around here. But churches will do. Well, they'll well, they'll give free coffee and donuts to people hopping on, you know, public transportation, mm. you know, buses or whatever else. Maybe that works well in your community. Uh, we did that right before uh, Easter, and so we gave them a coffee and donuts. And then also an invite to our Easter campaign, you know, and it was a way everybody took that and received it. We actually had several people come in and visit uh, on Easter because of that, even though it was it was like 15 minutes away from our church. And so it wasn't the best for us, um, but it worked. And we had people out there at, at six in the morning, you know, just passing that kind of stuff out. So that worked really well uh, to be able to get it out. Another thing we did was during since we were doing this throughout the pandemic year, um, we did twice on two occasions where we brought dinner to, um, a local, our local hospital for the, for the nurses and the staff there. This was pretty, a pretty pricey one, but we raised money for it, asked people to give towards it. And, uh, in one case we, uh, brought them all olive garden and fed, uh, I think like 120, that was, oh, wow. that was a, a pretty big night. Uh, but it was really, really well-received people had, it, you know, they had already been dealing with it for like a year and the pandemic. So the nurses and and, uh, different people that were there, really, that one went over very, very well. And we were able to pass out that food Two other occasions in another local hospital. uh, We did breakfast uh, for them coming in. And so we did some different, uh, I think that one was donuts. And we had they said energy drinks were really big at the hospital. So we had a bunch of different kinds of energy drinks and coffee or whatever else. So we did that on two different occasions. That one went over really well. Uh, we also had a uh, nominated teacher for uh, for a free lunch. This worked out pretty well because everyone likes their, their kids' uh, school teacher, you know, typically. So people would comment to different teachers.
0: Hmm.
1: And then we picked one a week. and We did this for like a month uh, or two. And so it didn't cost us very much at all. And so we just contacted the teacher, "Hey, you're our teacher of the week." And we kind of highlighted them, you know, in our Facebook or whatever, and where they taught, how long they'd been teaching, if they were okay with that information being out. And most people are, they're proud of what they do. And then we and then we just, you know, asked them, "Hey, hey, you know, where would you like to, you know, where do you want to get lunch from or whatever?" And then we just had it delivered to the school, left it at the front desk, and they got it. And um that was really big. They felt really appreciated. That was kind of a tough year. Um But, you know, teachers sometimes are forgotten anyways, and so that can work all the time. We got a a lot of positive feedback on social media for that one, and a lot of thanks, and it didn't cost us a lot of money. Um, Again, for our our police officers and fire uh, workers on Thanksgiving, we provided a uh, meal for them. So I had about 20 different church people come out and boxed up a ton of to-go containers. We took them around to the five different uh, fire stations, and the one police station fed about 90 uh, people who had to work. Uh, on that on Thanksgiving because you know they're first responders and so that one went over very very well. Uh, we did a back to school drive where our local school right here they said we would there's about 50 students that don't have uh, good resources and so we provided them with a backpack and then inside that backpack we just we took the school list of what that school had and tried to shove in as many different. Um, things into that backpack, pens, pen, you know, paper, whatever, erasers, and delivered it there to the school. And the school gave it out to the families and stuff. We didn't get to see the families too much for that because the school was the, was the donating factor on that. But the school really thanked us for that. Uh, two or three times over the last two years, we partnered with that same local school to provide opening day breakfast for their teachers as they're coming back. And uh, we did uh, Einstein bagels and coffee and stuff like that for them. And so that one works really well. They really appreciate that one. We already talked about the oil changes for single moms and mm-hmm. um, everyone knows the single mom. Everyone knows their money's tight. And let me just tell you, that one was really important because there was a couple of single moms that we did their oil changes. that They're like, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I haven't had an oil change in like two years. Oh, and I was wow. like, okay, that's, that's bad. In fact, one lady we did, she only had one quart of oil left in her car. And so I don't know much about vehicles, but I know that that's very, very low. And so she was in in a bad spot. And so um, that one worked out really, really well. Uh, We do toy drives and uh, for for kids in the community. And the last one I'll say is um, when it turns cold, we do a winter coat drive, again, Mm -hmm. partnering with a local school. Uh, They said, again, there's about 40 to 60 students that they kind of are underserved, their winter clothes department so we did hats gloves jackets for them and so um that one goes over really well i mean literally though if you just stop you can think and and really go big with this but i would say do a couple of them that you can promote them on facebook you know like hey nominated teacher or hey you know families for family you know uh, uh fun night or something like that where someone can nominate somebody else because then a lot of people i know this sounds might sound bad, but a lot of people can see you doing good and your community needs to see that the church cares yeah. for people. We know how much we care for people as a church, but sometimes, like you said, the community is skeptical. So the community needs to see your church loving on people. Your church needs to see, you know, uh, your church people need to see their church loving on people. And so I think it's an important thing to um, to kind of let your light so shine before men And I I know that that might sound like, oh, well, we want to be humble and not prideful about it. Um, But people need to see that the church uh, does more than just, you know, take their money and and, uh, you know, hassle them at the door to get them to come to church. Um, Obviously, we know the good a church does. And it's time that people saw that as well. So those are just a couple of ideas. But I mean, literally, you could sit down and think of hundreds. And again, it's going to depend on your city, how populated you are. you have an old population, a young population, you know, whatever it is, but just get creative and try to do good in your community. I think it will go a long ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as you list those off, some of those, yeah, they're, they're probably more costly, uh, more time consuming than others, but there's a lot of them. I mean, like the family, the family night thing. I mean, if you're going to get a couple pizzas from little Caesars and like you said, a a game, go to five below and find a board game. I mean, you're looking at 15, 20 bucks. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, even if you could do that, just, you know, if you say, well, 10 families a night is a lot. Okay. Well, can you do five? Can you do three? You know, something is better than nothing. You know, the old saying, um, uh, do for one what you wish you could do for all. Uh, And that's, you know, and then, then, I mean, I'll say this about the oil change. So yeah, like I said, the church that, Um, that I worked at for about four years, they started doing this uh, stuff like this while I was there and uh, they brought in um, what they did is a, cause they looked in and yeah, they were a larger church, but for whatever reason it just didn't work out for them to actually do the oil changes they wanted to, and just logistically just didn't work out. So instead they did a, uh, I think it it was a car wash and this, it was for single moms, single moms car wash and, Um, and then also, I think it was just like a a car service. Like they were just topping off your fluids and, you know, checking your oil. And if they noticed that you needed oil, they gave you that you needed an oil change. Cause I did have a guy there who kind of knew what he was looking at. Uh, they gave you a uh, I think they worked out something with a local, you know, shop where they just gave them like a gift certificate or a gift card and said, okay, yeah, now go over and get your oil changed. Um, and that was kind of yeah. the approach they took because like I said, logistic, and I remember now because it was mainly a, a college and young adults thing and none of us knew anything about how to change oil. And so they were like, well, okay. Uh, so that's what they came up with. But again, even then, I mean, that's a little bit more cost effective if you will, because first of all, you're, you're not giving everybody an oil change necessarily, but you can wash everybody's car. You can, you know, that's all relatively affordable. And so I think if you can't do something specifically, you can do some variation of it and just starting somewhere and doing something is going to make a big difference because I'll say this, going back to what that means to your community, I think, the biggest assumption, one of the biggest assumptions that churches make is that their community is aware that they care and that they exist. And that's not necessarily the case. Again, using the church I used to work at as an example, just kind of made that assumption for years that, Oh yeah, everybody knows about us. We're an older church. We're a bigger church. We've been here forever. Everybody knows. And surprisingly, we were shocked at how many people when we started doing these community outreach activities or like, oh yeah, I, they'd either forgotten about the, that church or didn't realize there existed, or you know, were like, oh yeah, I didn't know you guys did stuff like this because really they hadn't been up to that point, and now the church actually has a really good reputation amongst their community and their local government officials and so forth. And so again, it's it, that's it's not about recognition, but it is when it comes again churches are doing this from, I I give everybody the benefit of the doubt that they're doing it from the right spirit and the right heart. And you are representing Christ well when you do this. And that is very important and something that churches need to consider.
1: Absolutely. Especially if, I mean, if you're talking about costs of budget, um, if you just do a nominate a fill in the blank, like, you know, we did a, a coworker, right? Like a comment, you know, nominate a coworker, tag them here, right? And then tell us why this coworker deserves a lunch. And people would just brag on other people. And then, of course, that person sees it and like, man, th- thank you so much. That's great. I didn't know you noticed that. Or I didn't know you appreciated me like that. It gave people an opportunity to brag. So everyone won, even if you weren't the one that was not, you know, picked. By being nominated, obviously, that kindness just kind of like built. And it was crazy how how much people like just ran with that to brag yeah. on somebody else, you know. Um, it wasn't even about the lunch anymore. It was just about people being you know kind to one another and like that's great and and obviously from a from a from a car from an oil change standpoint the only the reason i i almost didn't do it because i realized there's a huge liability and having cars up so for some of you when i say that you're like you're an idiot i would that liability is <laughs> I, insane and you're and now you're that you're pointing right. it out
0: i'm like oh yeah yeah i could see that now, now that you're
1: saying that everything that could go wrong right um, and so we look, we did it and it was really successful. And so if that's not, if that's not your cup of tea, just do something. Cause like you said, you might assume all of us, since we work at our church all the time, you know, if you're full-time ministry or you're at least there a bunch, you assume that people know who you are or really like you, right. Or have favorable impressions of you. And maybe that's true, but also maybe, maybe they don't even know who you are, you know? And so all of us could use a little bit more, um, kind of recognition in the community if we're trying to reach our community. And so, yeah, you're right, man. Being a long-term partner for community is huge because if you don't plan on shutting your doors, you know, next year, you want to be there a long time. So you need that goodwill and community spirit, right. To kind of grow into people's hearts. So, yeah.
0: And like, like we said, there's nothing wrong with, you know tagging an invite onto these activities there's nothing wrong with that I don't want anybody to get the idea I was discouraging that uh, earlier but I again it's sure. just going in with the idea of uh, of of just kind of this this mindset of I I am not doing this for the sole purpose of hoping to see people come to church and get involved in whatever. Um, but, uh, but I will say this when it comes to, and you already you, uh, were, I'm really just repeating what you've said earlier is uh, now your people in your church that they may not feel, cause I'll be honest, like when somebody's like, Hey, we have these, you know, uh, information flyers or tracks or outreach cards, whatever you call them we hope that you'll grab a bunch and go out and give them to your neighbors and give them to your coworkers. I can really see why people are like, that's weird. That's awkward. How do I just organically walk up to somebody and hand them this? And I'm sure I can see how that's very, there's nothing to break the ice. But with this with this particular uh, approach, when you're doing these service projects, uh, well, yeah, now you have that icebreaker. Like, oh, hey, I'm doing something for you. I'm helping you. I'm serving you. Oh, and by the way, uh, we'd hope to uh, – uh, here's our church. We'd love to have you stop by if you want. Um, so, uh, again, it gives those people that otherwise they're probably – because you mentioned mechanics, you know people like this that are—they're shy, they're—they're they're to themselves, they're introverted people that otherwise would probably maybe never uh, invite somebody to church or or go up and ask their coworker or whatever to no, but now uh, again, this gives them a reason and an incentive to do it, and so I think there's just so many benefits to these community projects.
1: Absolutely, and the last thing I'll say is we we try to be very specific because what you said is true. Um, If you go in saying, okay, this is a great way for us to get a track in their hand, and then they'll come to church, you're probably going to be disappointed. We tried from the onset to start. That's why we called it the Do Good Community Projects. So for us, we established what the win was. Success looks like us doing good for people, even if that, you know, with no expectation of return, just like Christ did. That's us winning. So obviously, every time we did a we did an event, we were always winning because we had set up the success as just doing good with no expectation of return. And so when we set that up, people understood it and like let's just let's go do good. And so you know it became a catchphrase like hey, are you going to go to the do good? Hey, let's go and do good. You know that that sort of those two words just permeated it. So whatever you're going to call it for your community, I think that you just need to do it because um, we do focus a lot on giving out the gospel as we should. We're a church. Um, But obviously Christ did a lot of things where, you know, there was 10 lepers cleansed and nine of them just left and he never saw them again, presumably, right? And so Christ did a lot of things with no expectation of return. Yeah. And that's what a community project is. So
0: Yeah, no, there's, yep. that's um, a lot of, a lot of, again, uh, so, many, so many things here that uh, are positive about it. Like I said, uh, giving people the, um, just creating that culture of service in your church, I think is huge. Uh, people, uh, your community now seeing that your church is actually, you know, doing what the church should be doing, and though your church again may be doing it in other capacities that are, uh, but this when you actually are getting it, because I love, I love the social element that you're talking about, like how you're getting on these uh, Facebook groups, and that's where the nominating and the commenting is happening. Um, you know, you're just engaging, your church in that way is engaging uh, your community. Uh, and so anyways, there's there's so much uh, here that I think is good. And I, I do like too that you guys in particular, your approach, you've said, hey, we're not going to necessarily tie this to a time of year. Like we're gonna, we'll have a launch day In the spring, or whatever, and then you know, we'll offer, uh, you know, all these opportunities throughout the year because, again, just playing devil's advocate, kind of playing both sides here, there are, I've seen churches that they do, they do it on a week or two week campaign in leading up to some type of a big event Sunday or whatever um, that they want to have people in. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I remember getting kind of caught up when I would, you know, take that approach and help churches with that. I remember getting caught up in this uh, idea of, um, well, hey, hopefully we have a big Sunday. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. Almost every year, the Sunday that was, that came, you know, after that week of unity projects, was nothing uh, compared to what uh, the uh, compared rather to to what maybe another big uh, Sunday would be. And so, uh, this is something that again gives you this just great opportunity to reach out. And I, again, I like how you guys t- have taken the approach of we're not going to tie it to a certain time of year. We're not going to uh, necessarily say, oh, it's something that has to happen, you know, over the course of the next week or the next month. Uh, No, you have that launch day, that opportunity uh, to, uh, you know, have that, you know, have, have people sign up, have people engage. Uh, And say they're, they're, they're interested. And then you space it out throughout the year. That also, that's got to be a lot more. And I think you've already alluded to this, but that's got to be a lot more manageable for you as the facilitator of it all as well. Is that, hey, instead of me feeling like I've got to over the next week, two weeks, put all these projects together, you have an entire, you know, year, if you will, to kind of plan them out. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of Church Media HQ. And I do hope that you'll take a moment to subscribe wherever you're listening to podcast and on YouTube. And of course, I want to remind you again, Church Media HQ, while we love producing and putting out these weekly episodes it is so much more than that we have all kinds of resources for your church many of them that you can access completely free and you can access all of that at churchmediahq.com that's churchmediahq.com well thanks again for joining us we are a production of the must increase network and to learn more about our other uh, other resources that we provide for churches and families like our other podcast connection culture you can help over to mustincrease.com. And until next time, I do want to remind you to try something new at your church because it's so much better to fail at trying something incredible than it is to succeed at doing just the average. I'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.